the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, 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 good afternoon to you. We are live once again after a, a brief hiatus of a few days from last week into early this week. So, welcome along for the Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. Kathy, good to see you. I see that uh, on our radio streaming Facebook thing that uh, you're wearing a summer garb. I am because it's mm-hmm. about 85 degrees in my spare room. <laughs> you know, I, I thought to myself, I deserve this because yes, I whined did. and complained about how cold I was in this room for all this time. <laughs> I live in an old house and this is just one of the things you get used to is there's not a lot of like temperature regulation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it, I went from wearing, you know, like wrapping a blanket around myself during the show to today. I thought, well, I can't, can I hook up a fan in here? Yeah, yeah. I don't, uh, you, you may be listening to listeners, the only radio show in the country that is not air conditioned. <laughs> That's our claim to fame today on a Wednesday. That's right. It's the fresh air edition of the ride home. That's right. Yeah. So uh, both Kath and I were broadcasting live from our spare rooms. And uh, if you listen to the show at any point in the past, you know that neither of us have whole house air conditioning. Nope. So uh, we've got windows open and uh, we're just trying to do our best. Right. So if, 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 if the bird, if the bird starts singing or the UPS guy shows up, you're going to hear it all. You certainly will. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I'm grateful that uh, we were not broadcasting yesterday or the day before because that weather was oh my off gosh. the charts, wasn't it? Listen, we would have been super, super extra hot mm-hmm, yeah. and not in a good way. Okay. So we had, we had a few days off Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yep. I would say that's six full days of R&R. Anything mm-hmm. of note? I mean, last night I was in despair because you know how fast vacations go. And I kept saying, what did I do with all that time? What did Mm -hmm, I do? mm -hmm. Anyway, I did. I did a lot of yard work. Um, uh, I'm teaching my daughter to drive. So I spent, put a lot of hours into that. And, you know, I cooked a lot of good food, did a lot of grilling, hung out outside. Most of the stuff I did was outside. So I think it was fun. I really do. I I enjoyed it a lot. What about you? Excellent. Very good. I, I'm pretty similar. Yeah. I spent a lot of time outside, okay. although I did do one home uh, home project, which is uh, I pulled off all the old carpet from our stairwell. Uh, good for you. That's the first floor a, to the second that's floor. That's a dirty, nasty job, isn't oh, it? Oh, it was horrific. I mean, If you know a carpet installer, give him a hug mm, because that yeah. is a tough, tough job. Yeah. So right now the uh, stairway is totally without any carpet or any nails or anything like that. It's it's bare. It's in process to some other uh, place or thing. Great. That's all. Yeah. Good for you. All right. (laughs) Excuse me. So uh, in reading the news over the last several days, of course, that's always a perilous proposition. Uh, Even more so recently, uh, you may have not heard, you may have heard about the story about George Floyd, who is a 46, was a 46-year-old African-American man from Minneapolis. And uh, he was involved, apparently, in some sort of a petty crime involving forgery. Uh, the details about that, yet unknown. 
But in the midst of um, being arrested, uh, George Floyd was uh, put to the ground. And you, you may have seen the video, which is a very hard look. A police officer applied his knee in a sitting position to uh, the George Floyd, uh, to the suspect, George Floyd. And in short order, George Floyd was taken to the hospital where he was unresponsive and he has died. So, of course, uh, again, this is another chapter in yep. uh, police and racial relations across this country. And say what you will, when you see the video, if you're so inclined, uh, the proof is irrefutable There's that no there was excessive it. force. I yes. mean, uh, and we are not there. I was not on the front lines of seeing what happened with the police officers and their work. Um, so I, I can't uh, duly say this was not followed or this was not proper procedure. But in short order, the Minneapolis Police Department fired four police officers who were involved in the arrests of George Floyd. Again, right. it is a heartbreaking, heinous event. It is. It is. I would encourage you, if you can, to watch the video because I think that you should know what's going on in our country. I think that it's incumbent upon every peace-loving person of any color who calls themselves a citizen of the United States Amen. to stand up and say, I have watched this. I'm aware of what's going on and I'm going to say no more. Mm-hmm. This to me, John, was was so shocking in its blatant disregard for all the people standing around watching it happen. I mean, this wasn't the Ahmad Arbery thing was incredibly sad and it happened on like a side road. Listen, there were all sorts of people gathered around George Floyd as he was laying on the ground and there were cops there and people were saying, what are you doing? You can't breathe. Stop that. You're going to kill him. Like, right. I, I can't I cannot imagine how that happened. I just can't. No, it's a heartbreak. It really is. I don't is. know no, what has to happen inside a mind or a heart to to use that, to, to pursue that level of force for that kind of petty crime. The, the four of them being fired is the right thing, but they should be charged with murder. It's my All opinion. Right. So the FBI is now involved. And of course, uh, as the FBI involves, they'll drill down deeply into this. Um, it's horrible. I mean, and that on top of the crazy incident that happened in Central Park on a Monday where a black man was birding in the midst of uh, the Russian turmoil of New York City. And by birding, uh, we mean looking at birds. Yeah. A 51-year-old black man encountered a woman, and there was this brouhaha. It's a whole other story. We're going to talk a little later on in the show with Ann Kennedy about that, about the rise of the Karenization uh, here in America. But it just seems to be endless. And, I mean, not to say that, you know, but. Everyone who walks through this world is without sin, but how can people be singled out for the color of their skin when? Still. Yes. Still. It's I don't a know. Crime. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm I just, I'm, I'm, I'm so desperate for an answer. I'm so frustrated. I talked to several of my friends this morning online and we all just said, like, we're just, it's, I don't know. Or it, it, it's exhausting. All I know is that as a citizen and especially as a believer in Jesus, people stand up and say no. Stand up for your friends who are African-American. If you don't have any friends who are African-American, imagine if it was your son or your husband or your nephew or your grandson that was down there. Listen, the punishment for a petty crime is not death in America. Right. Yeah, that's the bottom line. So I'm sure as time goes on, we'll talk about this. But to me, I mean, what do you do? You go back to our friend Sherry Lynn talks about this, whether it's Alman Aubrey or George Floyd. You go back to Calvary. 
and mm-hmm. you go before the cross and you ask for repentance and yes, you, you say ask how, for peace. I'm sorry, I'm sorry of how, what my worldview is I'm or part how of hard this. my heart is or how angry I am or how judgy I am or whatever it is. Right. The horror that lives inside of me, my sin is replicated millions of times every day throughout the world. And I'm part of that long thread. So how do you find justice in the midst of all that turmoil? Let's turn to the word of God, John. We've we've done a public reading of scripture most days on our show since this pandemic began. And uh, this one is from 1 John. Why don't you start it out? Okay, let me uh, find this here. So this is uh, 1 John, and it uh, it starts uh, 1 John 2 three to six, and then nine to 11. We know that we have come to know him if we keep his commands. Whoever says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in that person. But if anyone obeys his word, love for God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light, and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. They do not know where they are going because the darkness has blinded them. God help us. Let's not be the people who are blinded. Let's be the people who claim to live in the light and love our brothers and sisters. I'm into that. Let's take a break. Come back. Uh, We're going to talk in a few minutes about uh, Providence. When we face difficult times, it leads us to do two things. Pastor Josh Brown will join us in a few minutes. Stick around. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. It's the Wednesday edition here on 101.5 Word FM and WPIT Radio. 101.5 WORD. Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music on the weekends. With the best new music. New New music. New music from Carrie Joe, The Blessing. Lightning via the after. You can And for King and Country with Together. The best new music and Pittsburgh's favorites. Brought to you by Trinity Jewelers and Dennis Spira and Associates. 101.5 Word FM on the weekend. Let's welcome Jeremy Camp. Hope comes home with I Still Believe. You can download it now at WatchSalemMedia.com. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes the uplifting true life story of Christian music megastar Jeremy Camp. I'm supposed to be with her. I can't explain it. I just know that. Jeremy's hope and faith are put to the test when tragedy strikes. You're going to be healed. What if I'm not supposed to be healed? Don't say that. I Still Believe is an incredible story of musical stardom, the heights of love, the depths of loss, and the healing power of the human spirit. One love can change your life. You chose willingly to walk into the fire with her. That's what love is. Witness the true story of Christian music star Jeremy Camp and his journey of love and loss that looks to prove there is always hope. Starring K.J. Appa, Britt Robertson, Gary Sinise, and Shania Twain. Own I Still Believe on Blu-ray, DVD, and digital now from Lionsgate at WatchSalemMedia.com. That's WatchSalemMedia.com. Finding the right type of care for your loved one can be a highly emotional decision. Moving your loved one to a nursing home, rehab center, or independent care may not be necessary. Excel Home Care can provide a warm, family-like environment with an Excel caregiver, or you may even qualify to get paid to take care of the ones you love. To learn more, call 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950, Excel Home Care, a help-at-home company. 
Ah, the bull elk's bugle, one of nature's most wondrous sounds. That is not a bull elk, that's Kim. Her RV sewage tank is spewing all over her camper. Way, way out in the middle of elk country. Yep, there's an elk. And that's Kim. It's wild out there. When it gets too wild, Progressive has your RV covered. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Moms sure do wear a lot of hats. And these days, she's wearing a few she hadn't expected, like homeschool teacher, mask maker, hand-washing enforcer, social distance shopper, toilet paper finder, parent checker inner, screen time negotiator, personal space administrator, and make sure everyone's happier, safer-er, and healthier-er. And to help you appreciate her, Trinity Jewelers is now open. Like hats, the best gifts are unexpected. At trinityjewelers.com. Well, this is day 5,758 in coronavirus lockdown. So what do we do as these difficult times continue? It's very, very weird out there right now. It feels as though tensions... Weird in here right now, too. <laughs> well, doesn't it feel as though, especially when you go out, that people are very tense? Uh, I thought as we would move into the yellow phase, it might would make things a little easier, but it feels as though it's the opposite. The difficult times have added another layer. I've lost track of all the difficulty. It's just one pile on top of another. Pastor Josh Brown is with us. Pastor joins us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood here in the city of Pittsburgh. Josh, you came today to talk about when we face difficult times, we're inclined to do two things and hopefully to do two things simultaneously. Thanks for being with us. Yeah, my pleasure. Good to be with you guys here today. Um, well, I don't have any. I don't have answers to this. I just have some things that I've been reflecting on with it, and some things that I think have been helpful. Um, but you're right. When when times are tough, uh, we tend to kind of react in, in all sorts of different ways, and some of them can be helpful. Some some of them can definitely not be. So make sure that if we can make sure that we're kind of reacting in the right way to the best that we're able to, it makes a big difference. Okay, so are you talking specifics, Josh? Like things we should do, like you know. I don't know. Don't stay up till four on Twitter, you know, or are you talking about larger perspectives or principles by which we can live? Well, I think uh, avoading middle of the night tweeting is always sage advice. <laughs> yes, it uh, is. Right. There is some wisdom <laughs> there all the time. What's happening. But uh, no, I, I'd say it's broader things, more kind of perspectives or certainly attitudes of the heart, even kind of postures of the heart, if you will. Uh, that gives you some indication about how to react in some of the specifics and kind of get down into the details about things, but um, kind of at the higher level. And I think I think it begins with just understanding what Scripture has to say about uh, this idea that we call providence. And, uh, you know, it's a word that I'm sure people have heard before. I don't know that we always really get what Scripture is talking about when we talk about God's providential workings in the world. But uh, John Calvin, a figure in the Reformed tradition, uh, of which uh, the church I pastor is a part of that tradition, Calvin once said that uh, a knowledge of providence is the highest of blessings, and an ignorance of it is the chief of miseries. And what he was getting at by that is saying that if we think there's no purpose to anything that's happening out there, if we think it's all just kind of up for grabs and there's no um, there's no God or there's no good God or there's no good God who is sovereign over all things. And that's a miserable position to be in. On the other hand, he said, if we understand that God is good and that God is sovereign and that God is working things out according to his purposes, even if we don't understand what those purposes are, 
that's a blessing to know that at least. Um, so I think he was really on to something in that. Mm-hmm. And then that, that gives us, I think that starts to give us ways that we can respond when we're in just a, such a crazy situation as the one we're in now, or, or even some of the more, I don't know, I guess you could call them more normal difficulties of life. Um, things that happen even outside of pandemic times. Yeah. So, Josh, then that would presuppose that you would recognize the sovereignty of God and you were willing to at least rest or follow along in that sovereignty. Sure. That's the first step, obviously. And that's what, again, that's what I think Calvin was getting at with that. If you, if you don't think there's a God or if you think there's a God who is not good, or if you think that there's a God who is not capable of actually working out his purposes, then that's a, that'd be a, ter- that's a terrifying place to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's just, a, it's a, I think it's just a scary place to be, honestly, or nihilistic, maybe at best. Um, but even if we are not able to explain everything, and I certainly can't, I, I mean, I, guys, I can't even explain to you half of the things that I do or the reasons why I do them. I can't tell you why God is doing all of the things that God is doing. Uh, but if we know God's character, then uh, that that gives us, uh, I think, the ability to respond in a couple ways that are appropriate. Saying, okay, though I may not be able to, to uh, understand exactly what's going on now, I'm certainly not going to try to venture an explanation of it uh, for you right now. But there are things that we can do, and the two things I think very simply um, are resting, uh, not physically resting necessarily. That that's good for your body too, but uh, just a resting of the heart and of the soul, spiritually resting in. God's goodness and who he is, but also rising to the highest levels of activity in the name and for the sake of Jesus. And those things are not opposite, or nor are they exclusive of one another. I think they're both the way that we're supposed to respond. Yeah. Reverend Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh. Josh, I think that's where a lot of the, you know, bizarre behavior comes from. I was joking about, you know, tweeting in the middle of the night, but we've all seen a lot of like tweeting in the middle of the night, right? I think people Mm -hmm. are, you know, reacting from whatever their, you know, political or ideological sphere is, but it's out of fear. It's out of feeling like there is no control that I can exert over my own life. And so it turns into doubt um, with elected officials. It turns into disappointment with people who are in authority. And then it just like downward spirals into an ugly place. Yeah, it does. And this is one of the this is one of the paradoxes that we see in scripture that it's sometimes it's hard to just hold the tension of this, but scripture affirms all throughout uh, two things. One that God is a sovereign, that he is in control of, of all things, and that we are uh, genuine agents capable of real action and choice and agency. Um, both of those things are true. And so kind of how that plays itself out, certainly in difficult times, is tough. And I think that people can swing to one or two of those. Maybe uh, if we're talking about these reactions of, you know, just kind of resting our souls and our hearts and who God is, and also Mm -hmm. rising to the highest levels of activity for the sake, in the name and for the sake of Jesus, it's easy to swing to one of those and forget the other one. So what that looks like then is um, the person who just says, well, I'm just going to have to, you know, sit back and just, know that God's got this, and that, and that is true, but that can just be a kind of detachment or escapism. You just, you know, you withdraw entirely. Uh, and that's not, I think, something that we can defend uh, biblically. Right. On the other hand, right. if you think, well, God doesn't have this in control, so I better step up my game. I've got I've to take this all into my hands and just whip myself into a frenzy to bring about the changes that need to happen. 
that's not also that's also not something that we can defend biblically. So there's there's that both and of resting in who God is and, and understanding that He is good and He is sovereign, but also going out and, and laboring as diligently and faithfully as we can to do the things that He's called us to do. Yeah. That's so good. Okay, so then uh, I trust that God is good and that God is for me and with me, that God is sovereign forever, and I'm part of that sovereignty. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I better step myself up to show that in my own life by my works, my my thoughts, my actions, my deeds. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. And obviously a letter like James is one that gets into that a lot. Uh, you're getting into the what does it look like for a faith to live itself out? But particularly around this idea of God's providence and His and His sovereignty, um, you know, the place in Scripture that, that probably presents that as well as any place is at the end of Habakkuk. Uh, just the, you know, one of the little minor prophets there. One that people maybe skip over a lot, but a fascinating story. I mean, it's a short short book. Um, Habakkuk is is wrestling with God, and and you know, it begins by kind of saying, "I don't understand what's going on in the world around me." And I mean, if that's the sense, if we can't agree, if we can't resonate with that sentiment, I don't know. Uh, but he said, I look around me and I don't understand it. And one thing God says is, well, look, I'm doing something and yeah, you're not going to understand it right now. One day you will. That's, that's not always the answer we're looking for. And there's a little kind of back and forth with Habakkuk and God, but uh, the book ends with him saying, well, uh, there may be fields or there may be crops in the field next year. There may not. There may be figs on the tree next year. There may not. There may be grain for the animals. There may not. And he said, but either way, I know that this is true about God, that he is good, that his purposes are sure, and that I can rejoice in that. And that's a really significant place to get to. Not an easy one to get to, um, but that's a really significant one where he is in saying, I don't know exactly what this is going to be. It could be good, could be really not good, um, but I know who God is, and I can rest and work in light of that. Josh, I'm thinking about people listening to the show right now who aren't faith-filled or, you know, they wouldn't call themselves religious. Maybe they've never been in a church and they hear you say that and they say, that is ridiculous. How could someone look at a future without, you know, work or without sustenance or whatever and say, God is still good? So the foundation of that is what? Sure. Well, there's... um... One thing to do is just to distinguish between uh, the circumstances. I mean, the scripture would not say, no, it, it is good that you don't have food. It doesn't say that. Um, so we're, we're not called to just put on kind of these rose-colored glasses and say, oh, even the horrible things, somehow try to convince ourselves that the horrible things are in are themselves horrible. good. No, no. Scripture looks squarely at all those things and says, no, those are horrible. Death is, death is terrible. Suffering is real. It's out there. Um, but what we can say is that those things are not final. They're not the final word in the story uh, of God and of this world. And uh, so I think it allows us to look at those things very honestly. It doesn't, I think it avoids two things. It doesn't put us in a place of just kind of superficial, superficial optimism where we just, you know, whistle along like everything's okay and pretend like there's no riddles in life. It doesn't do that. But it also just doesn't give in to despair and say, well, then everything is empty and it's all just this nihilistic nothing means anything kind of thing. It, it tries to um, put us in the place where we need to be, a place that acknowledges, no, these, these things can be really tough. Um, our God himself has experienced sorrow and pain and suffering in Jesus Christ. And he's also stood back up and walked out of the tomb. And that means something. 
Josh Brown is with us from Belfield Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood of the city of Pittsburgh. So, Josh, as always, often, right, when um, you're preaching and teaching, you're also doing this for yourself. So in the midst of this pandemic, and of course, as your life personally has been turned upside down like everybody, and of course, as a pastor as well, how are you handling this thing? Um, how, How does this work for you or not right now? Yeah, um, probably handling it about the same way that a lot of other folks are, which is to say, with varying degrees of success. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm not gonna, I can't pretend to, you know, say that every every day is kind of like a perfect day. I mean, it's difficult. Um, you know, yesterday I uh, spent some time talking with somebody who just uh, lost their spouse, and um, you know, that's a that's a hard thing to go through anytime. And in the midst of this, it's just an added difficulty. So. You know, the things that are hard are still out there. I think it takes a very intentional. This isn't our natural reaction, by the way. Um, this kind no, of it's um, not. kind of position that we've been talking about. This, is, this isn't like the reflex. You know, you tap somebody on their knee and they just automatically kick. This, this isn't like right. just what happens to us. Um, it takes uh, it takes um, some deliberate things, like like you were saying, John. You got to uh, remind yourself. Uh, we got to remind ourselves daily what it what we. Need believe to be true about God. And if we're not sure we believe to be true about God, we spend some time in his word. We spend some time seeking him in scripture, spend some time crying out to him in prayer. Um, But we don't have to put on just a facade and think that if, if we have enough layers of spiritual makeup on everything will be great. Um, You know, one of my favorite little prayers in scripture is in Mark where there's a man who meets Jesus and he says, Lord, I believe help my unbelief. Mm -hmm. And that's such a that's such a genuine prayer, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, yes, it is. I mean, he's acknowledged. He's acknowledged. He says, "Look, I, I do believe, but man, sometimes things are just tough." And he's not rebuked for that. This this is important to notice. There, he's not rebuked for that. He's not criticized for that. In fact, Jesus does bring the healing uh, for his child that the man is looking for. Um, and I, I think that's something to note there too. That. That that honesty. It's not like God doesn't know what's going on in your heart anyway. I don't know why we think we can hide it from Him, um, but to just kind of even state out loud that, yeah, Lord, I do believe, but man, sometimes it's tough. Sometimes um, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, that's an honest cry. That's the Reverend Josh Brown. He's the pastor of Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh. Josh, tell everyone how you're worshiping at Belfield these days. Yeah, well, we're trying to uh, figure that out. So like most folks, I mean, we've migrated uh, online. We have uh, a couple different platforms where people can access some of our stuff. So through YouTube, through Facebook, through, you know, Instagram, our regular channels on our website. Um, We do put weekly worship services up there. We've been putting other um, classes, some Sunday school classes, spiritual growth classes, devotional times. We have a daily Bible reading podcast that you can customize uh, to could send you through it in different ways. So we're trying to find opportunities for people to be able to do uh, what we do, which is lift our songs and our prayers to the Lord and uh, spend time in his word that's been given to us, even if we're not physically sitting next to one another. Um, like everybody else, we're also looking at what this could look like in the coming weeks if we're able to start having some smaller groups together. Or how do you do that? How do you balance the faithfulness and the responsibility that you have to have in a moment like this? Um, yeah. Yeah, and I guess so, that's the riddle for all of us as we move forward, Josh. Josh, always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your weekly uh, time here with us. We greatly appreciate you. Yeah, my pleasure, guys. Hope you have a good day today. And you as well. Josh Brown, Belfield Evangelical Presbyterian Church in the Oakland neighborhood of the city of Pittsburgh. Back in a few minutes. Hey, we're about to go back into space. Stay with us.
The following is a true story. I had a lady that was in her mid-70s, and I'd sold her timeshare, and that was the lowest I'd ever felt in my life. I knew then that I had to do something to simply not to go to hell for selling timeshare. Chuck McDowell founded Wesley Financial Group to help folks cancel their timeshares permanently. Called her and everybody that I'd sold timeshare to, and I said, this is what I said to you that was a lie, and this is what you need to do to cancel your timeshare. From that point, people started referring friends to me to help them cancel a timeshare, and that's how it all started. I fought the world's largest timeshare company in federal court. If I had lost that lawsuit, there would be no one helping people that have been lied to when they bought timeshare. If we take you as a client, we will cancel your timeshare or we'll give your money back. That's what makes us different. Call Wesley Financial Group now for a free information kit. 800-515-1771. That's 800-515-1771. 800-515-1771. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. A crisis situation can bring you and your spouse together, or it can create stress and drive a wedge between you. Strained finances, a lack of intimacy, and tense communication, and maybe some of the challenges you face when you're homebound. So, think about this. What is your spouse's love language? The messiness of this moment could be the perfect time to serve your spouse and show him or her how much you love them. Remember, together... We're going to get through this. Need to manage a changing workforce? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of over 830 locations to help support your workforce needs. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Radio.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Cloudy and mild for tonight with some rain from Tropical Rainstorm Bertha, late low 65. Cloudy with some showers and a thunderstorm mainly early in the day. Humid for Thursday, high 81. Thursday night, cloudy and humid with a shower or thunderstorm, low 66. Friday, cloudy and humid with some showers and a thunderstorm with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. I had a big red circle around today's calendar because uh, 
As a, a longtime space geek, I was excited because today a Falcon 9 spacecraft is uh, sitting at launch pad 39A at Cape, Cape Canaveral, Florida, and was about to go into space. Two astronauts are on board, and uh, they were all loaded up with the fuel, but apparently there's been a last-minute weather scrub, uh, and this is not unusual, better safe than sorry. Mm-hmm. So astronauts Robert Benkin and Doug Hurley uh, are going to be um, uh, extracted from the uh, Falcon 9, and there'll be another day to go mm. into space. But this is a big deal. At least it was for me, and I think for a lot of people who love the space, today would be the first time in nine years that Americans would leave American soil and find their way into outer space. Uh, we've been renting rides with the Russians for many, many years, but mm. uh, finally we're going to be on our own. Elon Musk is behind all this, of course, with SpaceX, and uh, he's the architect or the uh, the builder of this rocket his organization not him exactly but um another day for this mm-hmm. does this mean anything to you Kath? does this That's, excite you at all well I, I mean i don't follow it as much as you do um but i think it's wonderful to see that happening from america again cool. um i think it's actually been admirable that america and russia and um kazakhstan maybe has been sharing the launch pad yeah. I mean, it's right in that area, right? Well, Isn't- it's admirable in this way that the Russians are making a lot of money. Uh, nine years ago when this happened, it was a $20 million per astronaut to hitch a ride with the, with the right? uh, Russians. Now, uh, uh, the price has increased to $90 million. Oh, okay. Well, then so perhaps, the Russians perhaps are- it's not admirable at all. <laughs> That's, the Russians perhaps are doing just, just fine. it's just a matter of the fact that we're tired of paying Vladimir Putin for another <laughs> Exactly. Thing. And I, I just it's about time that America should just take care yeah, of yeah. Americans' astronauts into space. The cool thing is, I mean, I'm watching this more. I'm, I'm just so geeked out. But So the astronauts got dressed in these very sort of futuristic space outfits. Do they uh, look different suits. than the old-time space suits? Oh, tremendously Do so. They? They're very sleek. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, okay. trem- totally different. Okay. And then once they got dressed... They came out of this, uh, you know, it's, it's always sort of like a, um, a a PR moment where these double doors open up right, and the astronauts yeah. walk down this small ramp and then they get into this van. Well, today the two astronauts walked out and at the bottom of the ramp was Elon Musk and the head of NASA and Mike Pence, the vice president. And then they had some small talk. The families were there, the two wives, who also are astronauts, which is crazy cool, and their sons. Whoa, 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 stop it. The wives of the men who are astronauts are also astronauts? The the two guys, uh, the two astronauts today, uh, uh, Bob Benke and Doug Hurley, they're astronauts. They're also best friends. They were in the the astronaut class of 2000, and these two guys met both of their wives who are also astronauts in that same class. And no both way. Of these women have already been into space. That is so awesome. Yeah. Are you kidding me? No, it's cool. That and is so cool. They had like this virtual hug because of coronavirus. Of course, everyone's wearing a mask. Sure. And then the two astronauts got into separate Teslas with the goal wing doors. The goal wing doors closed and they drove the nine miles to the launch pad. That is, is cool. That, that's so that cool. is very, very cool. It's very cool. All right. Now, let me ask you, um, was Mrs. So the, the wives of the astronauts were there who were also yes. astronauts themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Pence was there. Was his wife there? No. Mike Pence by himself. Okay. Elon Musk was Grimes there. Uh, Grimes was not there and Grimes no baby. Not there. Grimes is Elon Musk's, um, what, betrothed Girlfriend. or partner. Fiance, maybe. Right? Something yeah. so no song from Grimes as, the, as nope. the men were climbing into the Teslas? Nope. Nope. Uh. Nope. Uh-uh. That would have added something, John. Oh, it certainly would have. 
But they're, you know, they're going to do it again. So who knows? Grimes okay. may show up. You know, Maybe someone's time. listening to the radio program that we're doing right now and saying, hey, that's a great idea. Let's ask Grimes. <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, I, don't, I, have, I have no idea who Grimes is. Mike, you listen to Grimes? No, no, no Mike Grimes. doesn't listen to Grimes either. All right. <laughs> um, Ann Kennedy's with us in a few minutes. We're going to talk about the Karenization of America. Karen, oh, Karen. What is it that even means? 101.5 WORD. Perhaps your family is in crisis today. Maybe you're struggling with illness or wondering how you'll pay the bills. When life hits hard or simply when everyday hassles wear you down, how do you find peace and even joy that doesn't depend on your circumstances? Tune in for pure encouragement as John MacArthur examines the Beatitudes here on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. Well, these are difficult times, aren't they? Hi, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I'm so grateful that many months ago, this station and Bible League agreed to address the other pandemic, and that's the severe shortage of Bibles available to Christians in Asia. In fact, watchdog groups will tell us that arguably this is the most difficult region of the world to live out your Christian faith, and at Bible League, we've determined that as few as one Christian in ten has a Bible. What's that mean? It means that most evangelical Christians in Asia have not been able during this pandemic to open their Bibles and read for themselves. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. But we've determined to do something about it through this campaign, Fan the Flame. You know, our goal is to send Bibles to 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia. But frankly, we're far from this goal, and we must wrap up soon. $5 sends a Bible. Please make your most generous gift today by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD. O-R-D, or give generously at wordfm.com. And God bless you for caring. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. Know where you can find all your favorite Skechers shoes in one place? Skechers.com. Because at Skechers.com, we have miles and miles of styles of the most comfortable shoes on the planet. We have boys and girls shoes that sparkle and light up. Skechers.com has work shoes, slip-ons, sports shoes, casual shoes, canvas shoes, go walk, go run. The styles are endless. And on Skechers.com, you can find all the fits you need. Plus, so many shoes with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. So find all the styles, all the fits, and all the comfort. Only at Skechers.com. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. talked at the top of the show about uh, George Floyd, who was killed in Minneapolis uh, this week. And uh, on top of that, another layer of uh, race relations here in America happened on Memorial Day, which was, of course, far from Minneapolis. And uh, the social structure was totally different as well. A man by the name of Christian Cooper, who was a black man, was walking in a remote section of uh, Central Park. 
And he came upon a woman whose name is Amy Cooper. And Amy Cooper, uh, an insurance executive, was with her dog, and her dog was off-leash. So the, the man, Christian Cooper, who wanted to birdwatch, said, please leash your dog. And then problems ensued. A video camera or a, a, tele, a telephone camera came out, uh, which had gone viral, and it resulted in a public apology, a loss of a job, and the man himself, Christian Cooper, saying, I did not wish this upon anyone. I feel bad that the woman lost her job, and I just wanted to watch birds. Uh, it is a strange world that we live in nowadays, and it's hard to make sense of it. But in the midst of all that, something called Karen. I don't know if you know this, this phrase. The Karen thing has sort of sparked a, a class divide as well. Here to talk to us about that uh, is Ann Kennedy. Ann's a regular guest on our show. She's author of Nailed It, 365 Sarcastic Devotionals for Angry and Worn Out People. She blogs every day at PreventingGrace.com. And Ann, welcome back to the show. It's great to be here. Thanks. All right, Ann, let's talk about the Karenization of America. But as we say that, I'll say the same thing you said on your uh, video today, which is that we know a lot of people named Karen who aren't like this. We have one... uh, at least one that I can think of, common friend, who's nothing like this at all. Uh, but the Karenization of America, and means what? Well, I've been following this meme. It's, it started as a small meme uh, months and months ago, which mm-hmm. I won't lie. My husband and I laughed about for quite a long time. Uh, but then with the coronavirus taking over the world, the Karen meme kind of has become a major way of talking about the the way that people are behaving towards each other. So um, as far as I can gather, and I feel like memes change and shift all the time. So as soon as I say this, it's going to be obsolete. But uh, to be a Karen is to be somebody who decides that somebody else is doing something wrong and calling the manager or uh, chattling on them or even just, you know, taking matters into your own hands and trying to fix the situation. Um, so there's a great, this is terrible. There's a couple of skaters in another video who are trying to film a dangerous trick and a woman who looks just like Karen yeah. in the meme shows up and starts shouting that she's going to call the cops and uh, they have this altercation uh, that ends with the the kids doing this trick anyway and she just melts down and and they're really angry with her. She's really angry. So, you know, a lot of people are angry with each other and the sort of Karen idea, it puts, you know, a face on the, the wrath, the frustration, the rage that a lot of people are feeling one towards right. another. And I would take it a little step further. And I would say that to me, Karen is a, a, a white woman of privilege who generally is a scold. That's yeah. I mean, in all the pictures, she's usually blonde. Thank goodness. I'm not blonde and not even during COVID. And um, yeah, she's middle upper middle or middle class. And she knows the rules for sure, and she is prepared to do whatever it takes to 
enforce those rules on other people who may or may not feel like they're fair. Right. Okay, and that's what happened in Central Park, right? So this woman walks up, poor guy's she's walking up with her dog, her dog's not on a leash, the poor guy's trying to bird watch and it turns into some kind of like racial, you know, altercation between the two of them, um, that results in, you know, her losing her job and everything else. Um, but the foundation that you're getting at, Anne, and as we talk about Karen um in today's culture, is that women are being urged by a lot of powerful voices in media to set aside all the things that confine us, all the things that restrict us, all of the calls for uh, decades, uh, eons past that have called, told women to be selfless, to sacrifice for husband, to sacrifice for children, to care for home. All those fetters need to be torn off and we need to be all about us only. Yeah, it's an interesting thing because uh, it, we we are there. I'm reading so many things about how you need to break out of your the restraints that have kept you down, and you need to find your true self, and you need to follow your dreams and follow your heart. Which in that message is largely aimed at white middle class women who are frustrated with their lives. Um, but we're seeing the limits and the failure of that because um, I would say that this person in the park felt, I mean, felt above the law to some degree, like she didn't need to do that. Um, And, you know, she should be allowed to do whatever she wants with her dog. Of course, you know, the the problem with Karen is that she wants to enforce the law on other people when she, in this case, she herself was, it wasn't applicable to her. Um, I would have, I bet this, this person struck me as somebody who's drunk deeply from the well of, you know, I, I can do whatever I want and um, I just need to be empowered and, you know, nobody's going to stop me. And uh, that really is a failure of a message because not only is she ruining the park for other people, but she's, you know, she was afraid. I, I it seemed like she was angry, panicky, and afraid. And the first thing that she did was um, make some really horrible ra- racial um, say say something really mean, race, racially right. I mean, mean. So as she's in the park, and you know, and the video unfolds, she says, "Hey, uh, I'm going to call the cops, and I'm going to tell them that an African American man is, you know, bothering me. Something to that effect. That's not the that's not an exact quote, obviously. And so the guy goes, "Well, go ahead, do what you want to do." And so then she does call the cops, and then you know, just audio wise, there's this you know voice of re- there's this voice that has this sort of straight arrow about it but then as she talks to the cops she goes into some sort of weird hysterics and she goes uh, there's an african-american man who's you know trying to come and it becomes like this emotional thing where Wait, before so, now, it wasn't now, emotional it, now from from watching this john i haven't seen it are you saying that this is just theater on her part yes i would say it's theater yeah, that she's trying it. to th- you know she's trying to in bring something upon this man who was, you know, in his rights to say, put your dog on a leash. And all of a sudden it became something about race and privilege and class where, you know, look at what happened in Minneapolis the other day. All of a sudden, what if the cops show up and go, oh no, a black man is harassing a white woman. This goes back to Emmett Till and beyond that. Yeah. 
And so that, to me, is the, the great tragedy of it all, that she knew better, but she played the race card in some really twisted, weird way. Right. And which feeds into what you're saying. So in our in our culture's urge to get us to, as I said, you know, throw off our, you know, uh, fetters of Eon's past, we're really actually putting ourselves back into bondage, which is that she's in the bondage, this woman, of only caring about her thing, of thinking that she's right, of caring about her space and her dog and whatever, and not getting out of her head and out of her area to think that there are other people in the world. So the more we focus on us, the less capable we are really being successful in life. At least that's what I think. And speak to me. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, well, first of all, it's a huge tragedy that one single moment filmed can destroy a person's life. It doesn't matter what color or what gender you are. I I'm really, you know, this, this happens all the time and it's, not okay. Um, there's no, there's no way that you can actually sin, you know, and, and do something really, really wrong. There's no forgiveness for that for, for a person who falls out of um, public favor like this, which I think is dangerous when you begin to have a whole class of people who have, who have been canceled. Um, but then on top of that, you know, the way that everybody decides um, who's in and who's out isn't based on any external standard. So, you know, the idea of Karen is that if, if the law, if Karen thinks the law should be applied this way, then it gets, you know, she makes a big stink. But if she doesn't think the law should apply to her, then, you know, she makes a big stink. And when you have a whole, a whole culture of people deciding for themselves where the lines are, you it's it's a cacophony it's a painful cacophony and we're seeing it in violence in cancel culture in people melting down um it, it it's it's very ugly i would say uh and it's really contrary to what the gospel says it's and it's really i think christians should go ahead and name this this is the direct result if you want to see what it looks like to live into your potential, to follow your heart, to, um, you know, reject the idea of self-sacrifice and selflessness and just go with yourself, then what you get is what we have now. So people who are not Christian (laughs) should look at this and say, oh, well, we have achieved, we've done what we said we were going to do, and this is the result. Maybe we were wrong. Let's go back. Let's go back and do a different a different way of being a society. Uh, and of course, that's not going to happen. But that's what no, it were so, and Just what it were so. Mm-hmm. Ann Kennedy's with us. Uh, she blogs every day, Preventing Grace at the Patheos site. Ann, thanks so much. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me.
got milk? We sure do. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse. And boy, do we have milk. That 130-cow herd of ours just keeps on producing. They don't give one hoot about a world health pandemic going on. Come on out to the Springhouse in Washington County, Pennsylvania, for farm-fresh milk that we pasteurize, homogenize, and bottle right here at the Springhouse when my brother Sam brings it over the hill from the milking barn. We share a lot about our homemade meals and baked goods, but cows are the heart and soul of our dairy farm and country store. To say thank you for your unwavering support during these uncertain times and to lend a helping hand to our customers, we are offering all three kinds of white milk at a huge discount, $2.95 a gallon, as long as we can keep up. Our family is so blessed by so many folks stopping by and thanking us for being open, and we are blessed to be open. Let us share a little bit of our farm with you, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Well, these are difficult times, aren't they? Hi, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I'm so grateful that many months ago, this station and Bible League agreed to address the other pandemic, and that's the severe shortage of Bibles available to Christians in Asia. In fact, watchdog groups will tell us that arguably this is the most difficult region of the world to live out your Christian faith, and at Bible League, we've determined that as few as one Christian in ten has a Bible. What's that mean? It means that most evangelical Christians in Asia have not been able during this pandemic to open their Bibles and read for themselves. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. But we've determined to do something about it through this campaign, Fan the Flame. You know, our goal is to send Bibles to 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia, but frankly, we're far from this goal, and we must wrap up soon. Five dollars cents a Bible. Please, make your most generous gift today by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give generously at wordfm.com. And God bless you for caring. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. I get this warm feeling every single time we have special needs patients in our office. Their needs are not that different from anybody else. Spending the time with that patient is very rewarding to me. Exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care at StockFamilyDentistry.com. Hi, I'm Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. Working at home with children comes with many challenges and can easily impact productivity. Here's some helpful tips. First, plan out a daily schedule to accomplish your work while allowing other times to meet your kids' needs. Second, if possible... Let your kids play outside for a while and build in a nap time for your younger children. Third, reward your kids for respecting your work time. Plan a fun surprise on a break or later in the day. Together, we'll get through this. You know, back uh, in the early days, the James Bond movie franchise, the... um, the Aston Martin DB5 was a marvel a of technical expertise. It really is beautiful. Yeah. So it would, you know, it would shoot out nails to stop people from approaching James sure. Bond. It would also fire machine guns from the front and from the back. It could provide an oil slick. It was like super cool. Sure. Well, that car, of course, never really was real. It was all a movie fabrication. But uh, the Aston Martin people have now decided they're going to hand make 35 of those cars and do in some way a reasonable facsimile thereof. Now the car will be installed with guns, which will not shoot real bullets, but the tail lights will pop up and the guns themselves will protrude. Uh, There will be some, some, some substance which will be 
oil-ish that mm-hmm. will come out. You can own, essentially, Aston Martin is saying, the 1964 DB5. DB5. That's cool. If you're willing to put down. Now, the original DB5 sold for about $12,500. Yeah, pre- that's James not what Bond. it's selling for now. Right now, you can buy that if you want to get in line. Three and a half million dollars. Stop it. For one of these DB5s. Wow. Three and a half. Now, the original James Bond DB5, the one that that's was in the gigantic, movies. That's a gigantic amount. The one that was in the movies sold last year for six and a half million dollars. Oh my gosh. Who's going to, that's stupid. People love that kind of stupid stuff. Stupid money. Gosh. I mean, I mean you, know. you, could, you could have a, well, I don't know. Yeah, you could do a lot of things. But, you, I mean, know. you could do a lot of things. Right? You got the cash. I mean, and you want to be that's, that's like more than a Bugatti. I mean, obviously yeah. the Bugatti doesn't have, like put out an oil slick and have. But it's one that. of a kind. If it you is have one the of original. A kind. You yeah. have to have a lot of disposable income. You surely do. Okay, we'll take a break. Come back. Uh, stick around for the five o'clock hour. We're going to talk to Hugh Ross and uh, also uh, with the We are everywhere. On your radio at 101.5 WORD-FM Pittsburgh at wordfm.com, the Word FM mobile app by heart, tune in, and at radio.com. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Bad weather has postponed the first launch of NASA astronauts from Florida in nine years. Two astronauts were set to blast off at 4.33 Eastern, but that launch of the SpaceX rocket has been scrubbed. The next attempt will be Saturday afternoon. Tropical Storm Bertha made landfall on South Carolina's coast shortly after it formed earlier today, becoming the second named storm before the official start of this year's Atlantic hurricane season. Several streets in Charleston were flooded as a result. The U.S. is on the cusp of marking at least 100,000 deaths from the coronavirus. Meanwhile, a new poll shows that only half of Americans may be willing to get vaccinated if scientists are successful in developing a vaccine. Stocks finished higher. The Dow gained 553 points today. The Nasdaq was ahead 72. This is SRN News. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I am Danica Bourne. And we are the owners of South Coast Tax. We wanted to send a prayer out to all of our listeners experiencing illness, financial hardship, and stress during this temporary challenge we are all facing. It is a difficult holy season, but we are in this together with you as our family, and we are united as one. At South Coast Tax, we know God has all of us in His arm, protecting us and always guiding us to where we need to be in life. In Psalms 91, this I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from every deadly disease. He will cover us with His feathers. He will shelter us with His wings. His faithful promise are our armor and protection. We will not only survive, but we will thrive and rise up with our Lord's help. God has placed you right where you need to be, and your family at South Coast Tax will be right beside you throughout this journey. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. 
You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. It's an unwritten rule of motherhood to put family before yourself. While very noble, it can also be counterproductive. This is Dr. Corin Garchak, the female half of the husband and wife team at Tranquility Specific Chiropractic. As a mother of two, let me encourage you, mom, not to ignore those aches and pains you've been feeling. Your family needs you at your best. We're here to help you meet the challenge. Tranquility Specific Chiropractic, 412-833-1314. At Advance Auto Parts, we want to make sure your vehicle is ready to roll when you are. We have the right oil and filters at the right price every day. From brands like Pennzoil, Mobile One, Valvoline, and Castrol. And if you make a qualifying Pennzoil purchase this month, you'll get Gum Out Regain Fuel Injector Cleaner for free. Also, visit AdvanceAutoParts.com and tell us about a hero in your community. You could each win $1,000. Advance your auto at Advance Auto Parts and participate in CarQuest locations. Cloudy and mild for tonight with some rain from Tropical Rainstorm Bertha late, low 65. Cloudy with some showers and a thunderstorm mainly early in the day. Humid for Thursday, high 81. Thursday night, cloudy and humid with a shower or thunderstorm, low 66. Friday, cloudy and humid with some showers and a thunderstorm with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, we're live. We are back. We had a, a few days vacation, and we're grateful for that. But uh, always uh, happy to be back and with our broadcast family. So welcome along for the Wednesday edition. Kath, good to see you as well. How are things? Thank you, John. Well, I enjoyed a couple of days off. I hope you did as well. I did very much so, yes. Mm-hmm. Terrific. It's wonderful Hunted to around. celebrate a Memorial Day. Remember oh. all those who served. Did you grill? uh, Just, you know, take some moments to reflect on that. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, I sort of jumped ahead there. I didn't didn't mean to. to, Did you just jump ahead? I didn't mean to minimize. You know what? She's talking about something. I'm just going to jump ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're talking about Memorial Day. All of a sudden, I'm talking about burgers. So that's just really, it's inappropriate of me. Forgive me. (laughs) I'm sorry. It really is. It's okay. okay. (laughs) I did do a lot of grilling, though. Did you, though? That's what you do on Memorial Day. I didn't do any grilling. Didn't you? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Really? Uh-uh. It's it was so hot. There was certainly no way that sure. I was going to be firing up the oven. Yeah, uh, I don't have a grill yet. My, my oh. grill died. My grill died last year, and I've yet to replace it. Mm. So I'll get there. I'll get to it. Someday. I'm sorry for you because I really deeply love my grill. Yeah. yeah. What you have? Anything good? Uh, I grilled uh, chicken breasts. I did hey. burgers. Mm. I did salmon and tilapia. Oh Holy smokes! You're like nonstop I mean, I, I, over there. I feel there. badly bringing it up now that I know that you're grillless, yeah, but that's yeah, the truth yeah. of what happened. All right. That's fine. That's yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> so, John, really, I mean, terrible news uh, in the last day. Um, George Floyd, a 40-some-year-old man, uh, African-American, uh, killed by police officers after being restrained in a way that was captured on video in front of a group of people who were calling out to the cops. What are you doing? He can't breathe. What are you doing? 
Um, it's another video assault uh, on our collective consciousness. I mean, I watched it this morning because I felt like I had to. And I want to encourage everyone out there to watch this video, not because right. I'm trying to be gory, not because I'm trying to uh, cause you pain, but I, I, you have to know, you have to see what is going on. It's not okay anymore, especially for white people in America to hide our faces and say, no, 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 it's too sad. I don't want to see. Look, this is it. This is what it is. And so we need to like stand up and say, okay, if this is what it is, then we have to be part of changing it. I agree. I mean, it's a heartbreak. It really is. It is a heartbreak. And I think, you know, the rise of the iPhone has changed racial relations mm -hmm. in this country because in the past, like you're saying, Kath, well, as a white American, wait a second. I mean, that cop. That can't happen. I mean. And John, look, I thought that for years. I thought, right. well, if someone's getting, you know, pulled over by a cop, they were clearly doing something bad and whatever. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking. I mean, that was five years ago. I was like not even maybe maybe a little more than five years, but I just wasn't even – aware i think i just am insulated i'm white i'm from i'm you know a pittsburgher i have had very limited encounters with the police though i have had bad ones so i get that i know that there are bad cops i also know there are good cops and i just think i didn't want to fully engage and i'm so sorry for that because i think i probably hurt a lot of my friends very deeply by not being willing to be engaged sooner yeah. And I think that the key point is here, you do not want to paint law enforcement with some Absolutely broad brush not. because the large majority of police officers as a very difficult job are out there day and night protecting yes. us. And I'm greatly appreciative of all that. There are many, many heroes who walk anonymously on those streets through those streets across the country. And so God bless those men and women. Yep. At the same time, it's irrefutable when you see someone's video of a man who's been arrested for what I would call a petty crime, yeah. a $10 check or a $10 bill that was forged, and he was detained. And then, then what happened? I mean, did he lash out? Did he, was he unrestrainable? Was there some way that, you know, you could not control this man? So when you see a police officer kneeling down with his full force and his knee on the man's neck and people crying out saying, stop, that guy's not going anywhere. And then the cop yells out, yeah, well, the last 10 minutes he was doing this. It's irrefutable to say there's something wrong here that people, black Americans are dying yes, at, in the hands right. of police right. officers. You've got to call it out. You have to, um, you have to. And there's we no have way to, you get around and we it. have to say that it doesn't matter what petty crime the dude was involved in. Agreed. It doesn't matter. The penalty for a it's petty crime is not capital punishment. <clears throat> or resisting arrest. And that, and that's part that's, of it as well. Right. right. So even if he was resisting arrest, the punishment for that is not, is not capital punishment either. No, I think our hearts, it's not a capital, these, these petty crimes are not capital offenses. And it's even insulting for us to go down the road of, well, he was probably doing something wrong. I mean, it's just, this is, it's, 
how much more evidence do we need that there is a giant problem? It's in the, it's in the hearts and minds of people. I'm sure it's in my heart and my mind. I guess, John, that's where we start, right? I don't want to be pointing the finger at a bunch of cops. I'd rather be looking at my own life and saying, how have I misunderstood people who look different, who, who speak differently, who live in a different place than me? How have I judged them? How have I not utilized the gifts that I've been given to speak up for those who need justice everywhere. I mean, you know, racism in America is the original sin that's baked into us. It just is. And I don't, there was a time, uh, I don't know how long ago it was where I was hopeful that uh, race relations would improve in this country, but I I am not hopeful now. Mm -hmm. When you see this repeated almost on a weekly basis, Clearly, something is deeply wrong. With yeah, us. but we can't stay there either. We can't. We can't stay in a hopeless place because then we're not going to engage and stand up and be part of people Kath, who are counted and looking looking to pursue what's good. You and I have done this show for a decade. How many times have we had this conversation? I know. Listen, countless I, times. I, I wish I've lost track. Right over there, <laughs> I'm pointing to my notebook where I've kept in. Uh, I've kept track of every black man who's been killed by police and we started doing the show. I'm on my third page. Mm-hmm. So if and that's what, listen, and I, I'm trying to be honest about the fact that when we started this, this show, you know, 11 years ago, I wasn't aware. I was not engaged. I did not get it. I thought that this was a, you know, people were exaggerating or there was a lot more going on behind this, you know, whatever. You're right. The iPhone has really altered what we see and what we know. And thank God for it, because I I feel like it's given me a different perspective. And to all my friends out there who are African-American who, you know, 10 years ago wanted me to be doing something and I never did. And I never stood up and I never said anything. I just want to say, I'm sorry. I just didn't. I did not get the depth of it. Exactly. Well, uh, this story is not going to disappear, thankfully so. So we're going to continue on with this conversation. We'd like to hear your thoughts. We're streaming on Facebook, uh, 101.5 Word FM on Facebook or The Ride Home with John and Kathy on Facebook. You can leave comments there if you choose. We're always happy to engage with our broadcast audience. We'll take a quick break and come back. Uh, a, A psychiatrist, the doctor is in. Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. What do you want is the question he's asking today. Stick around for that right here on Word FM. 101.5 WORD. Be listening right here when Chuck Swindoll concludes his classic series on biblical parenting. Oh man, if I could bring one thing back to the Christian family, it would be common sense. Just plain old common sense. If this planet needed anybody with good common sense, it's moms and dads. Hear the practical counsel for parents on Insight for Living with Chuck Swindoll. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. 
You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. This important message is for anyone experiencing financial hardship and owes back taxes to the IRS or has unfiled tax returns. Recent events have caused massive job layoffs and financially burdened millions. While tough times will go away, the IRS won't. At Community Tax, we're on top of evolving IRS collection policies that could make it easier to resolve tax problems and dramatically lower monthly payments. If you're facing a serious loss of income, you may qualify for IRS hardship programs that may lower your monthly payments or provide dramatic tax savings. For taxpayers who owe less than $250,000 and are in a payment arrangement with the IRS, new guidelines could lower your payments substantially. Community Tax has decades of experience helping taxpayers with IRS collections. So call our helpline today for your free consultation and learn what programs you qualify for. Call 800-500-5588. That's 800-500-5588. 800-500-5588. Seasons of change and uncertainty can be difficult, even scary, but they don't have to control or define you. The counselors of the Grace Wellness Center would consider it a privilege to come alongside and help you replace the fear and frustration with freedom and peace. While office visits are still available throughout the area, Grace Wellness Center also offers online and phone appointments to make counseling convenient and available on your terms, accepting all major insurances at thegracewellnesscenter.com. What do you want? Isn't that a question that uh, all of us uh, ask, right? Yep. Especially if you're married, if you've got kids. What do you want? What do you want? And for yourself. Right? Don't you ask yourself that question? What do you want? Dr. Kurt Thompson is with us. Dr. Thompson's a regular guest on our show. He is the author of The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves, a psychiatrist in private practice, and the newest member of the Trinity Forum. Kurt, uh, congratulations and welcome to the show. Oh, thanks so much. John and Kathy, it's great to be with you today. Kurt, tell us the question, what do you want? I mean, is it more than what I say to my daughters, you know, when they're walking around aimlessly at noon trying to figure out what's going on? Or is this something we should be asking ourselves? Oh, goodness. Um, well, one of the things that strikes me about this question, I mean, it's, it's, it's common in our parlance all the time throughout our homes, everywhere we go. Um, I can tell you that one of the things that I don't want is uh, I don't want any more social distancing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be kept from worshiping together. I don't want to be unable to go to my restaurant. I don't want the world that we're living in. And sometimes when we are asked that question, you know, we offer our answers that uh, give to us, you know, fairly quick, uh, they can be fairly quick answers, fairly quick relief to whatever it is that ails me at the moment. What do I want? And what's so striking to me about this question is that they're the very first words that the Gospel of John records Jesus as saying. Now, the Gospels are significant in that the writers are really good writers, and they uh, make a point of emphasizing what those first words are that Jesus speaks in each of the Gospels, Mark's, Matthew's, Luke's, and in John's. And it, you know, it, it kind of, it, it's a little different because, um, John the Baptist's disciples in that moment are coming after him because the Baptist has told them that here is the Lamb of the, of the, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and they're following after him. 
and turning, he asks them, what do you want? Now, of course, one could imagine, what do you want? Are you bugging me? What do you want? What do you do? There are all, all kinds of ways in which we could hear that. But I think that Jesus is really taking them seriously. He sees them following, and he's asking, what is it that you most deeply want? Now, what's interesting is that their response to his question, they kind of pull their punch. Now, maybe it's kind of the proper response reserved for a rabbi that you're holding in respect, but they don't say, gosh, we, we really want, you know, we heard, you know, through the grapevine that you're the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. We want whatever's going on around you. And they say, like, where are you living? It's kind of like, okay, I guess you can't really answer me honestly, deeply. So I'll work with what you have. And I think that, you know, in this time of COVID, one of the questions that's important for us to be asking each other is, what do you want? Because our answer, I think, is going to reveal so much of what's going on underneath that COVID has revealed, including the fact that so many of the things that I say that I want are things that are kind of covers for what I really want. Okay, that's interesting. Now, Kurt, tell me, give me an example of that. Well, I mean, you know, when I say that I, uh, I want a cheeseburger, when I say that I want a Tesla, when I say that I want this job, when I say that I want any number of things that we can name, all of those things that we name ultimately are really about, they, they represent my wanting to be loved. They represent my knowing that I'm okay, my knowing that I've been effective in the world, my knowing that I'm going to have joy in the world. And we talk about this notion that there's no greater longing, no greater thing that I want than to be seen by you and delighted in by you. I want to know that when I walk in the room, you're going to be thinking in your mind, if you're not saying out loud, oh, Kurt, you're here. Who doesn't want to hear that? Yes. Everything that we do, everything that we make, everything that we, that we create, every act we take is a function of that movement of longing to be loved, and to love one another. My friend Dan Siegel likes to talk about the fact that every baby, when they come into the world, they want these four things. They want to be seen, they want to be soothed, they want to, be, they want to know that they're safe, and they want to know that they're secure. I need to be seen, I know that I need to have the sense that your eyes are seeing my eyes find you. And if you see me, you are likely to provide soothing for all the things that distress me. And that creates a hard deck on which I can stand and be safe. And from there, I can launch out and take risks in security. I can create things. I might even make mistakes. I might stumble and fall and scratch my knee socially, vocationally, who knows? But I always know that I have a place to come back to where I will be safe. And here's the thing, it starts when you're born, it never ends. And every answer to the question, what do you want, is in some way trying to say, I want to be seen, soothed, safe, and secure. And I think this job will help me do this. I think choosing this prospective person for a mate mm-hmm. will do this. Yeah. I think taking this right. vacation will do that, and so forth. 
So, mm-hmm. Kurt, as you're, as you're talking, I, I'm play, replaying the song, the theme song from Cheers, because yeah. you want to go where everyone knows your name. And when exactly. someone walks in the bar and they go, hey, Norm, right? Everyone knows Norm's name. That's a sanctuary. That's a place of peace and acceptance. That's exactly right. And I think that, you know, in, in, I've written a number of essays um, on this COVID experience that we're having. And in the very first one that I wrote, I, I mentioned that COVID is not just, you know, creating disruption. It's just creating anxiety. It's revealing it. Mm-hmm. It is pulling the curtain back, not just on what I want at the superficial level. It's pulling the curtain back on what I most deeply long for. And the reason that I'm much more connected and acquainted with that now is because I really can't have it. Mm-hmm. It's not just that I can't have it for a day or for a week. It's now been two months, and I'm pretty sick of it. Just last week, Wednesday, I got to the end of my day, and I had had it with eight weeks of not having anybody else here at my office. Seeing patients mm-hmm. is still a wonderful thing to do, but seeing patients through a plastic screen is a very, very different kind of experience. I know that you all are having the same thing. And so more than ever now, it's important that we are taking the time and the steps to concretely make sure that we are immersed in the text of Scripture, that we are immersed in worship, that we are taking the time to be connected with others, whether it's through phone calls, whether it's through journaling, whether it's any kind of action that is going to lead us to have this felt sense of being seen, soothed, safe, secure, especially at a time when so much of our daily activity is committed to being with people, not in person. Very nice. Kurt Thompson, MD, online. So, Kurt, uh, as you write What Do You Want in your essay, you give some tips, some really concrete things to do to help people through these times. Talk about that. So one of the things that's important for us to do, and we, we think, oh, gosh, do I need to do these kinds of things over and over and over again? I want to say it does feel difficult. It's, it's, it, these things are not hard to do because they're complicated. This is not quantum mechanics, but they're hard to do because, A, first of all, it's not just that we're not so good at giving love. We have a hard time receiving it. Mm. Long before we have a hard time giving it, we have a hard time receiving it especially we Christians who know that we're supposed to love and we're working really hard to love people. We, like the rich young ruler, we're going to, like, we're even going to work really hard at loving people, but receiving it, not so easy to do. And so one of the first things that I invite people to consider is to actually contact people and invite them to tell them about what it is about you that they love. Now, of course, this is going to sound ridiculous. This will sound self-centered. But here's the thing. In this time, it's easy for us to feel alone, but not take any action in asking for my want to hear you tell me that you love me to be made known. And so concretely, the first thing we would say a couple of times a week, tell someone else what it is about them that you love about them. And And it needs to be explicit, concrete, measurable. Tell them. Call them out of the blue. And take a while to do this. This isn't going to be like a 30-second exercise. Secondly, like I said, invite someone else to tell you the same thing. Third, this is something that we in the West 
because we've fallen out of oral tradition of the scriptures, because we don't spend a lot of time memorizing scripture, we don't spend a lot of time actually allowing ourselves to imagine being in gospel stories. So one of the things that I invite people to do is pick any number of stories from scripture two to three times a week. Meeting Jesus meeting Zacchaeus, his healing of the woman with a bleeding disorder, any number of times in which you see Jesus demonstrating love, and allow yourself to imagine being in that story. You're there on the road. Mm-hmm. You're there okay. at the table. You're there when Mary washes his feet. And what is it like for him to turn to you and include you in that conversation? What is it like for him to turn to you once he's invited Zacchaeus and he says, Kathy, John, you too. I want you to come with me because I can't wait to sit at the table with you. We need to allow ourselves to allow the stories themselves to speak to our right hemispheres in our brain that we may sense and feel the love that we long to then be able to give to someone else. The last thing that I have is that there's one exercise that we have on my website where people can meditate on the third chapter of Luke, the 22nd verse, where Jesus at his baptism takes in, drinks in these words of God the Father. You're my son whom I love. What is it like for us to take in the words, you are my son, you are my daughter whom I love. And I'm so pleased that you're on the earth. These cannot be words that we just memorize and therefore commit to an awareness that we know God loves us because I know that three times two is six in the same way. No, I must know that I feel that I am loved because that is the thing that I really want more than anything else. With this in mind, we then become increasingly and consistently nourished ourselves in order for us to continue to practice loving those around us, even the ones that are hard to love, like the ones that we've been living with in the house for the last eight weeks, inescapably so. In order for us to do this, it requires that we be doing it together in community. Letting each other know this, receiving this from other people is the best way, one of the best ways that I know for us to accomplish that. That's really good. That is really, really good stuff today. Dr. Kurt Thompson, psychiatrist in private practice, Falls Church, Virginia, author of The Soul of Shame, retelling the stories we believe about ourselves. Thank you so much, Kurt. Thanks so much. Great to be with you. Mm-hmm. There he goes, Kurt Thompson. More information about Kurt, you can find him at his website or ours, The Ride Home with John and Kathy. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about doctors tweeting about the coronavirus. Some physicians are taking hours out of their day to put out the truth. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, a partner you can trust in times of need, featuring 24-hour emergency service. From plumbing, heating, cooling, and trenchless sewer repairs, Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling has been a trusted name for over 35 years when it comes to helping you solve household problems and concerns. Visit greaterpghplumbing.com or call 412-223-2560. Greater Pittsburgh Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling at greaterpghplumbing.com. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. 
and all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsarouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsarouspittsburgh.com. Moms sure do wear a lot of hats, and these days she's wearing a few she hadn't expected, like homeschool teacher, mask maker, hand-washing enforcer, social distance shopper, toilet paper finder, parent checker inner, screen time negotiator, personal space administrator, and make sure everyone's happier, safer-er, and healthier-er. And to help you appreciate her, Trinity Jewelers is now open. Like hats, the best gifts are unexpected. At trinityjewelers.com. Brides come in all beautiful shapes and sizes. And at URB Bridal Informal in Bethel Park, every dress can be custom-made to celebrate everyone, including hard-to-find plus sizes. High-fashion, private-label designs made to order, as flattering to your budget as they are to your neckline. Enjoy a personalized, no-pressure, luxury shopping experience, complete with complimentary champagne and chocolate, and see the entire selection. Find a dress that celebrates you because you are beautiful. At URBbridal.com. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh on your smart speaker by saying play the word Pittsburgh and on your phone via the Word FM mobile app iHeart tune in and at radio.com you've been unfairly shut out from the housing of your choice what can you do in Pittsburgh you have the legal right to rent or buy whatever you choose no door should slam due to ignorance or discrimination Pittsburgh is a city of vibrant neighborhoods Let's make sure Pittsburgh is the most livable city for everyone. Contact the City Commission on Human Relations for help opening those doors. Cloudy and mild for tonight with some rain from Tropical Rainstorm Bertha, late low 65. Cloudy with some showers and a thunderstorm mainly early in the day. Humid for Thursday, high 81. Thursday night, cloudy and humid with a shower or thunderstorm, low 66. Friday, cloudy and humid with some showers and a thunderstorm with a high 80. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. You on Twitter much, Kat? You like Twitter? You like you, you like to tweet? No, I am on Twitter. You the I, Twitter I, thing don't going? Tweet, I don't tweet very much because I just feel like it's a... It's a cesspool oftentimes of misinformation. I don't know really how much I can add to it. But when I read the story in the Wall Street Journal today about Dr. Actually, it was yesterday, I think, Bob Wachter. I thought, wow, this is someone who's really taking his responsibility seriously on Twitter. Okay, can I tell you about him? Please do. All right. Bob Wachter is 62 years old. He's the chairman of the Department of Medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. Hmm. Okay. And he's part of a growing group of scientists and public health officials who are increasingly active and drawing large audiences, John, on social media. They say they feel a, quote, moral obligation to provide credible information online and steer the conversation away from dubious claims. Uh Now, this is something that we have talked about so much. The amount of misinformation 
information that goes around social media like wildfire is actually a little scary, right? I mean, one of the funny things about Twitter is if you're in the middle of an award show or you're in the middle of the Super Bowl or something, you hear a lot of really witty people say really hilarious things. But when it's something of importance, that same speed with which we you know, laugh at the Academy Awards can become a real problem if we got an issue like a pandemic where it's as a million people have said a million times, it's unprecedented, but none of us know how to respond, whether you're a physician or you're, you know, a school teacher or you're a garbage person, none of us know exactly what to do. And you open up Facebook or you look at Twitter or you look at Instagram and all of a sudden you're like accosted by someone who has some opinion about something and you, you think, wait, is that right or what? Right. So all of a sudden, somebody, you know, who's just like a regular Joe, all of a sudden, you know, they're on Twitter and they've got a degree in, in biochemistry and they're, you know, being informed. They're trying to inform people. I had no idea. I had no idea. I knew so many virologists. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all over my Facebook feed. It's just really <laughs> Family it's such members. a surprise to me. Yeah, exactly. I got him even graduated from high school. All of a sudden, he's I just know, and I on, can't you know, believe he was able to learn 19. that much so fast. Anyway, back to Bob Wachter, um, John, yeah, chairman of the Department oh, of really? Medicine at the University of California, San Francisco. He says this, quote, those of us who are the good guys and gals here feel like we I'm sorry, feel like we have an obligation to put out information that as, that is as correct as can be. He says, scientists are driven to participate on social media due to sheer frustration with seeing the misinformation that is going out there. Mm, I'm sure. Okay. Right. I mean, it's, it must be really frustrating. But the article goes on to say that part of what motivated him to start tweeting was anxiety, personal anxiety that he had about a coming tragedy in the Bay Area after watching China, Italy, and Seattle grapple with the outbreaks. I thought we were on the cusp of an apocalypse, he said. Mm, But later, and this is why I love him, check this out. So he's afraid they're on the cusp of the apocalypse. He's a physician. He, you know, understands what's at risk. He understands the, you know, what the curve is and the disaster that could be coming to a hospital near him or his own hospital. But later, he says, when it appeared that the region was flattening the curve, he was one of the first people to say so publicly, even before the city, the city's Department of Public Health. Mm. Now, colleagues of his told him that they were reluctant to advise people that San Francisco appeared to be doing well for fear that residents would think the crisis was past and ease up on social distancing. You know what he said? Mm. I'm not state media. I will say what I think is going on. Oh, the freedom to speak his mind. So I love the fact that he's willing to say, look, people, you're not physicians and you don't understand the gravity of what we're dealing with. While at the same time, he's not going to be, he's like the perfect moderate who's hearing the best of both sides. And he's willing to speak his mind because he just wants to say what's true. Okay. So we can follow this guy on Twitter. Bob Wachter. I followed him. I'm reading everything the dude's putting out. Spell his last name. Is it W-A-C-H-T-E-R. Bob Wachter. And you'll Tell see a, like little, a little blue verified check next to his name, Bob nice. Wachter. Okay, anyway, yeah. I just think it's interesting. You know, for all of our um, immersion into social media, we find a lot of information that's just wrong there. And I appreciate someone who's a professional saying, you know what? I'm not just going to withdraw from this. I'm actually going to take it seriously and say, you know what? If I'm a doctor, I need to say what's true. Very, very good. Excellent. So three cheers for Bob Walker. Indeed. Okay, let's step away for a few minutes. Uh, Hugh Ross is with us in just a few minutes. Speaking of a good doctor. Yes, he's going to talk about creation. Is creation a reliable or untrustworthy witness? That's next. Hugh Ross here on The Ride Home with Johnny Kathy. 
101.5 WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Now, the Word of God is His written revelation of His message to mankind. And the primary way in which God speaks to us is through His Word. Well, how is He going to speak to us through His Word? Only if I am willing to spend time meditating upon the Word. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley, helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. Well, these are difficult times, aren't they? Hi, it's Michael Woolworth with Bible League International, and I'm so grateful that many months ago, this station and Bible League agreed to address the other pandemic, and that's the severe shortage of Bibles available to Christians in Asia. In fact, watchdog groups will tell us that arguably this is the most difficult region of the world to live out your Christian faith, and at Bible League, we've determined that as few as one Christian in ten has a Bible. What's that mean? It means that most evangelical Christians in Asia have not been able during this pandemic to open their Bibles and read for themselves. Cast your cares on Him, for He cares for you. But we've determined to do something about it through this campaign, Fan the Flame. You know, our goal is to send Bibles to 5,000 Bibleist believers in Asia. But frankly, we're far from this goal, and we must wrap up soon. $5 cents a Bible. Please make your most generous gift today by calling 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or give generously at wordfm.com. And God bless you for caring. As mothers and caregivers, we tend to put others before ourselves. Former Texas Governor Ann Richards once said, If you think taking care of yourself is selfish, change your mind. In planning for your retirement, it's important to pay yourself first. Women have unique needs as investors. They generally live longer than men and have less saved. Kurt Kanodik and the team at Accurate Solutions Group have developed a complimentary guide to help women achieve financial independence called 10 Tips to Help Empower Women Investors. This guide addresses the reasons every woman should have a financial plan of her own. For your copy of this guide from Accurate Solutions Group, call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. That's 412-515-3555. Don't put others' retirement plans before your own. Take the first step toward your financial independence today. Call or text TIPS to 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Your teeth can't remote into the office or remain socially distant, and dental emergencies won't wait to flatten the curve. The good news? While Stock Family Dentistry remains closed for routine care, they are open for emergencies, going above and beyond the norm to provide a safe, sanitary environment, pre-screening, and seeing only one patient in the office at a time. Stock Family Dentistry on Perry Highway in Wexford, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. Reasons to Believe, astronomer Hugh Ross is with us. Hugh is founder and president of Reasons to Believe, an organization dedicated to integrating scientific fact and biblical faith. His books include Weathering Climate Change, Why the Universe is the Way It Is, and Navigating Genesis. Here today to talk to us about creation. Is it a reliable or unreliable witness? Hugh, friend, welcome back. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you. Thank you. You talk to us about what we can understand from the universe. Um, I think it's amazing that we have a creation around us that we can ask questions about and that we can investigate. Um, it seems, though, I, I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but I do think that a lot of people of faith tend to be reluctant to look at the natural world because they think that, 
I don't know, maybe science is controlled by people who are anti-God. Well, there are anti-God people in science. There are also pro-God people in science. But you can look at the evidence for yourself. You don't have to filter it through uh, science. I mean, it tells us in the Bible that uh, the heavens declare the glory of God. They declare his righteousness. They declare his truth. And uh, it's there. Uh, it demonstrates that there must be a God. Uh, actually reveals the attributes of God and even uh, the outline of his redemptive plan. So you, whenever we have this conversation, we talk about the fall. I'm always curious about Satan and his impact. Can you talk about that, about how much influence he had in the fall? Well, he definitely did have an impact, and it describes that explicitly in Genesis chapter 3, where it says, Cursed is the ground because of you. God didn't change any of the physics of the universe. What changed were human beings, because human beings were tempted by Satan. And because of that, uh, now humans are sinners, and they don't manage the agricultural land the way they used to. And so what we're being told in Genesis 3, because of your sin, uh, the land is not going to produce like God intended. And we see that all over the world. But we also see that there's been zero change in the physics of the universe. Seven places in the Bible tells us that the laws that govern the heavens and the earth are fixed. As God doesn't change, those laws don't change either. Um, and we actually have measurements in astronomy, because, you know, when we look at distant stars and galaxies, we're looking back in time, and we look at the light of those stars and galaxies, we can measure to high precision the laws and constants of physics when the light left those objects, and they're identical to what we measure in the lab today. Mm-hmm. So there's been no change. We're the ones that change, not the universe. Okay. Hugh, um, talk to us about how we as uh, civilians, you know, I'm not a scientist, John isn't a scientist, Mike isn't a scientist, and it seems like what we're confronted with when we hear people talk is that, well, you know, we need to, and I mean people outside the faith now, um, we need to be science-based, we need to be reason-based, we don't need to pollute ourselves with issues of faith or issues of anything supernatural, we need to be uh, rational at the heart of all things. What do you say? Well, God's given us two revelations, the words of Scripture and the record of nature, and he holds us responsible to examine both and respond accordingly. So I'm a scientist, but I share with people in my church, look, don't leave it up to us professionals. We're all commanded to be scientists, and by the way, it's fun. Just like we're all commanded to be theologians. Don't just leave it up to your seminary professors and your pastors. We're all commanded to read and study the book of Scripture. Likewise, we're all commanded to read and study the book of nature. And God has given all of us the capacity to see his attributes revealed in nature. And in many respects, I think people in the 21st century are more ignorant about science than people lived four, five, six thousand years ago. I mean, more than half the world's population has never seen the Milky Way because of light pollution. Moreover, most people have not had contact uh, with wild birds and mammals and just had an opportunity to observe how they've been designed to relate to us and uh, reach out to us and serve and please us. And I think that's one reason why we see a rise in atheism. People are cut off from those basic lessons in nature. Mm -hmm. Hugh, uh, I'm sure you know this, but uh, you are uh, of sorts 
a, a bit of a lightning rod. Whenever you join us on air, we hear many comments, pro and con, about your appearance. And so it, it, it makes me think about, you know, this question you're talking about, about being about creation being reliable or untrustworthy. We can't even decide about young earth, old earth, and do so in a peaceful manner as believers in Jesus Christ. There are many people who would say, well, you know, the earth was formed very recently, and others who would say it's been eons. I mean, how can we even find the middle ground in that conversation and to do so with kindness and generosity when um, it feels as though we're climbing an uphill battle with false information and half-truths? Well, I think you said it. The key is kindness, generosity, charity, where we disagree on the non-essentials. I mean, I tell people who disagree with some of the stuff I post or speak about just saying, non-Christians are watching us. And it was Jesus who said, they'll know you are my followers by your love for one another. It's crucial that we disagree on the non-essentials. If we don't, that means we're not really engaged. But it's how we disagree that's crucial. And if we can maintain charity, we can wrestle with these issues and get them resolved. And incidentally, non-Christians are going to see that and they're going to say, wow, we can go to them for our answers too. That's the message in 2 Corinthians 5, is that we are ambassadors to call a world to peace with God. But if we're not at peace with one another, they're not going to take advantage of that opportunity. We're talking to Dr. Hugh Ross. Dr. Hugh Ross is the president of Reasons to Believe, an organization dedicated to integrating scientific fact and biblical faith. His books include Weathering Climate Change, Why the Universe is the Way It Is, and Navigating Genesis. Um, Hugh, I just have to you know, piggyback on what you just said about kindness. John and I have known you for a long time. Um, when you were in Pittsburgh years ago, we did an event together, the three of us, and the kindness with which you took every question from people who were kind or people who were unkind, people who were friendly to you or people who were antagonistic was a real model to me. Uh, it really was, Hugh, of, of ways to interact with people who disagree. Um, can you talk about that? You've spent so much time over the last decade traveling the world and talking to um, believers and skeptics. Uh, give us your feedback. Well, I've noticed that people pay much more attention to my demeanor than they do my words. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very fact that people can see that over the decades there's been a change in my character attributes, that's evidence that the Spirit of God is at work. Mm-hmm. That takes yeah. supernatural input to make that happen. And if non-Christians can see that in more and more believers around them, they're going to want to say, how can I get that too? But, that, you know, if we're fighting with one another and that we're being vicious towards one another, they're going to say, I don't want to touch those people with a 10-foot pole, and there our mission gets very much crippled. So it's much more important that we pay attention to the, the demeanor. And people say, how do you develop that? Be humble and get feedback. I mean, I would tell people, look, uh, if I've been obnoxious, I want to know. Tell me exactly how I've been obnoxious. I don't want to have this happen again. And I find non-Christians are very eager to tell me where I've been obnoxious. 
You, let's go back and talk about creation before you leave us. Over the weekend, um, of course, you know, we've been housebound uh, with most of America. But uh, on a Saturday evening, my son took out his telescope and uh, mm. we pointed it up towards the heavens, which is always great to go star hopping and, uh, you know, just jump from one planet or one star or uh, one ever and, and, and see God's creation. C- can you talk about that, uh, about the designer and, and the purpose and at the same time, when we're under this sort of roof of uncertainty, God's plan for humanity. Well, I'm glad you do that with your son. I mean, I organize star parties on a frequent basis. And it's interesting just to watch all the cars pull over and people yeah. wanting to look through the eyepiece of the telescope. I and love people it. really have no idea how vast the universe is. Mm. But then that gives me an opportunity to say, you know, every single star counts every galaxy, every speck of dust. If all that stuff weren't there exactly where it is at the right time, the right total mass, there'd be no possibility for life. And of course they say, you got to tell me about that. And that gives me an opportunity to explain how literally every component of the universe, every event in the universe's history plays a role in making possible the existence of billions of human beings where they can develop the technology where the good news of redemption through Jesus Christ can be taken to all the people groups of the world, not in billions of years, but in only thousands of years. And that's actually changed the way we write our books. The latest books we're bringing out from Reasons to Believe are basically trying to drive home that point. Every component of the universe, Earth, and Earth's life, and every event in the universe, Earth, and Earth's life, in some specific way, plays a role and making possible billions of human beings to enter into the new creation. That's Dr. Hugh Ross. We have truly not even scratched the surface of what Hugh has to say about these things. So take advantage of one of his books. Um, The three I've got here in front of me, uh, Weathering Climate Change, Why the Universe is the Way it Is, and Navigating Genesis. Astronomer Dr. Hugh Ross, founder and president of Reasons to Believe. Thank you, Hugh. You're welcome, and Kathy, uh, your listeners can get free chapters of all of those books at reasons.org slash Ross. Very nice. Terrific. Reasons.org slash Ross. Let's take a break, come back. Um, How about J.K. Rowling? You know, in the midst of this thing, she dropped a present, a free present, Mm. for lovers of her books around the world. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes. Stick around. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. If you're thinking of replacing your carpets due to pet stains and odors, you must try Genesis 950. Genesis 950 with water breaks down the bonds of stains and odors so they're gone for good. Its antibacterial component removes pet odors from carpet and padding. It can even be used in a carpet cleaning machine. And it's green, so it's safe for your family and pets. Before you purchase new carpets, you must try Genesis 950. It's made in America. One gallon of industrial-strength Genesis 950 makes up to seven gallons of cleaner. But Genesis 950 is not just for pet stains. It's a disinfectant that kills viruses. It can be used on surfaces and floors by mixing one-third Genesis 950 with two-thirds water. Apply to surface and clean with fresh water. It's great for floors, bathrooms, kitchens, garages, grease stains, wheels, tires, decreasing engines, and upholstery. It's available on Amazon. However, if you order a gallon direct at Genesis950.com, you'll receive a free spray bottle and discount using code SALEM. That's Genesis950.com. Genesis950.com. Code SALEM. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no 
different. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for a free repair or replacement. Visit windowsarouspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of the highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry from a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. Why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company, windowsarouspittsburgh.com. That's windowsarouspittsburgh.com. If you are a caregiver for a family member or loved one, this is an important message. Excel Home Care will pay you to take care of your family member or loved one. Yes, you heard right. You can actually get paid to provide care for those you love. To learn more, contact Excel Home Care today and get started right now. Care and quality when you need it. XL Home Care, 412-212-8950, 412-212-8950. XL Home Care, a help at home company. Need to manage a changing workforce? It's time to get to know Express Employment Professionals. Visit ExpressPros.com to find one of over 830 locations to help support your workforce needs. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and... His camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve. By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. J.K. Rowling is the author of the best-selling serial uh, fiction in the world. 500 million copies of her books are in print. 500 million copies. Now, um, she's had a book that she has described as uh, working on uh, fits and starts while she was working on the Harry Potter series. Oh, yeah? But she's had it on her shelf for more than a decade. Well, she's decided that she was going to release this book, her publisher was, in mid-November. But because she knows that so many school kids are stuck at home and uh, the summer looms large ahead of us, starting yesterday and every day through July 10th, she will release a new chapter of her book called The Ichabog for free on her website. Wow. Isn't that fabulous? That is so fabulous. The Ichabog. She said it has no relation whatsoever to the Harry Potter story. Okay. It's not relevant to any events that are happening today okay. because it's from 10 years ago. She just wants to gift everyone. That is And of wonderful. course, her publisher will go ahead and still release the hard copy in November, but you can go online now and read it for free, a chapter a day. I think that gives something for families to, to look forward to. Wow. That is terrific. I can't... If, Listen, if you're one of the people who've never read Harry Potter, and John, I think you're one of those people. What's that? Yeah, I think you're one of those people. It's true, I am. Listen, you are missing out. It is such, it is, it's everything. It's charming. It's funny. Mm. It's incredibly serious. It's it's violent. It's heart-wrenching. It's like, there is so much there. I When I started out reading the Harry Potter books, I thought, well, this is like a poor man's version of Lord of the Rings, or this is like someone trying to pretend like they're writing like a Narnia 
book to listen. I was so wrong. I was so wrong. Once I got into the third book, Prisoner of Azkaban, I realized this is a serious work. By the time okay. I got to the by the time I got to the end, I thought this. I mean, she is a major, major force in yeah, literature. So it's just is absolutely terrific. And the fact that okay. she made it readable for so many people that don't like to read is really wonderful. Nice. So will you be inclined? Will you go to yes, our website and uh, read a chapter? Right? Yes, I would so be glad to. Is it available right now? Right now. It started yesterday through July okay. 10th. So All two right. chapters are already online. Terrific. I would be thrilled to check that out. All right. Very nice. I'll report Your back. Summer reading. Very good. All right. Um, hey, our, our show is about over. Listen, uh, any portion of the show you want to go back and check out, we're uh, streaming, of course, on Facebook. And uh, check us out on wordfm.com. There's always a lot going on, right? There is a lot going on. That yeah. is for sure. So listen, uh, in all of our hearts, we don't know the whole picture, right? It's muddy. Things are murky in this world. It's hard to see our own lives, our own faults, our own failure, our own sin. But I pray for peace. I pray yes, for unity. I pray that God's word will be heard and all of us will bow and come to him in grace and in fear through the Lord of the universe as he leads forward. Have yourself a great night and God willing, we'll see you tomorrow. Take care. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.